0: Welcome to C3. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's awesome to have you online with us today. And this morning we're continuing the series on the Beatitudes, talking about how to live an extremely happy life, a a happiness that's beyond average or normal. And we come to a very unique Beatitude today. It's the sixth one. Matthew chapter 5 says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. And you might be thinking, and it's easy to wonder, what what does it mean, pure in heart? I mean, how is that possible? Because I know me, and you know you, and in the history of our lives, there have been moments where our actions, our thoughts, our words weren't very pure. And so is this something that, hey, we've kind of already blown it, and God's sort of telling us what we're missing? That's not it at all. When it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God, it's literally speaking of integrity. Is there integrity in your life? It's it's the motivation behind our actions. And so if you feel like, well, man, I've already had some issues with integrity in my life. I've already had some areas where I've blown it, some areas where I've messed up. So is it just hopeless for me? No, no, no. You can have one of the greatest comeback stories because in the life of C3, it's not about beating people up for our past. Even God understands we can't go back in time. It's all about what we do from this moment moving forward. And part of what I'm praying for you and for me is that we will have incredible comeback stories. I don't know if you're a football fan, if you're watching Super Bowl 51 with the Falcons and the Patriots. About halfway through the third quarter, the Falcons were up 28 to 3. But when the game ended, the Patriots won 34 to 28, one of the greatest comebacks in football history. And listen, that's just a game. And I believe everything that Scripture teaches says that you in your life, me in my life, when we fall down, when we mess up, when there are areas that we've blown it, we can, because of the Spirit of God in our lives, have a comeback story. But God looks at something very unique when He looks at us. You know, we, we tend to look on the surface, but God looks deeper. Notice 1 Samuel chapter 16. The Bible says, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Blessed are the pure in heart. See, it's not our mistakes that stand out the most to God. It's the direction of our lives that capture his attention. Being pure in heart is not about perfection. It's about direction. It's not about the moments that we fail. It's about the momentum in our lives. Moments fade. The great moments in your life, they fade The bad moments in your life, they faded. Momentum doesn't fade. Momentum lasts as long as there's movement. So it's not about perfection. It's about the direction of your life, the direction of my life. You remember in Scripture, God called David a man after his own heart. Now, David was a guy who committed adultery. He lied. He had a man murdered. I mean, David had some huge mess-ups. And yet God says, hey, he has a heart like mine. Because God doesn't look at those moments that we'd love to forget and calculate our value and our worth based on the, our worst moments. God looks at the momentum in our lives. Am I moving in a direction? Is there a default position in my life of being pure in heart, living a life of integrity, a motivation, a momentum where I'm moving closer and closer to God and I'm doing my best to honor Him knowing that I'm not perfect, I'm going to mess up. So how do we cultivate a heart that's pure? Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. How do we cultivate... A heart that's pure I can think of a few ways. The first one is, we have to live an authentic life. We have to live an authentic life. This is about being the same person around these people as you are around those people. Do you know anybody that's different around these people than they are those people? Do you know anybody that's different? know anybody's different when, when they're around their family and when they're not? when they're around their work associates? Or their friends. You think about it. We all know people like this. They they, they become somebody completely different based on who they're hanging out with, and and that 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 creates a fragmented life. If we want to live pure in heart, we've got to live a life that is authentic. So the question that comes to mind is: We know who you are when you're around us, but who are you when no one's looking? Who am I when no one's looking? Am I the same person when no one's looking that I am around people, around my family, around my friends? Part of living a life pure and hard is to do everything I can to live an authentic life. To be me. You be you, I'll be me. A- a- and to be that person. and not an authenticity that comes as an excuse. Oh, that's just me because if the spirit of god's in your life, then he's supposed to be changing us to make us more like jesus So this isn't where we rest on an excuse. This is where we pursue what god's doing in our lives I want to live authentically as a follower of jesus doing the best I can to become more kind to become more loving to become More patient all the ingredients that god wants in my life as a follower of christ. I want to pursue that And when I mess up i'm going to get back up and keep pursuing that How do we cultivate a heart that's pure another way we do it? I need to live with a consistency in both my motivation and my actions. Not just what I do, but why I do it. It's not just doing what's right, but it's doing what's right for the right reason. See, you and I, we, we tend to think about our image, but God thinks about our integrity. We think about our reputation, but God thinks about our character. We tend to live life thinking about the surface just what's on the surface. But God goes much deeper to what's beneath. I think one of the biggest areas we see this is on social media. I'm going to use a phrase that's only two words. This phrase is two words, but you'll know immediately what this phrase means. Because it's what we do. It's interesting that one of the things often we'll put on social media after we post a picture. One of the things somewhere in the description we'll put so people know, we'll use these two words because everybody knows what it means. No filter. When we say no filter, it lets people know, hey, this picture, it's actually the real deal. We filter everything in our lives so that people will see the best version. We don't show the argument that happened in the car right before the picture. We don't show the, the the stuff we burned right before the meal. We we don't show any of that. We we show we show that highlight reel. We show the best picture and we use filters to make it look even better. It's not that we need to live a life of no filter, we need a filter. It's just rather than adding the filter after we do what we do to try to make something that's okay look even better. What if we bring the filter of the Holy Spirit of God into our lives as we're making the decisions, as we're making the comments, as we're doing the action, where we allow God to filter in our lives, where our motivation matches the actions of what we're doing? Because you can so filter everything after the event that you don't even know you anymore. One of the saddest things to me in the world is there are people living who who don't even know who they are because they're so busy trying to be and trying to portray who everybody else they think wants them to be. Trying to be what will fit in, what will work. Trying to use the phrases that are acceptable in society. Trying to talk the language that everybody's talking. Trying to work so hard to morph into what everybody wants that a lot of people... Maybe you, you don't even know who you are. But God gives us the filter of the spirit of God as a Christ follower in our lives so that we can bring that into our lives and he can help us process and think and make decisions. There's another way. How do we cultivate a heart that's pure? This is huge. Living with an understanding that each part of my life makes up all of my life. Each part of my life makes up all of my life. Now I don't know if you're a cake person or a pie person. I- I've discovered that people have have different preferences. Some people are cake people. They want cake. Other people are pie people. If you think about a pie, when you look at a pie, we tend to look at our lives like a pie. All the slices in a pie. I- I've got the family slice I've got, if you're a part of a church, I've got the church slice. I've got the sports slice. I've got the hobby slice. I've got the political slice, slice. I've got the sex life slice. I've got the secret slice. I've got the friendship slice. I've got all of these pieces of the pie. And we can live so fragmented. Oh, right now I'm in this piece. And right now I'm in this piece. And right now I'm in this piece. That we don't understand when when you approach the pie of your life. When I When I approach the pie of my life, it's not about fragmented pieces. All the pieces have the same filling. It's about the whole pie. So all the parts of my life really come together and blend together to make up my whole life. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So if that's true, how will I see God? This verse is not speaking about a moment that w- when you reach a certain place and in, in purity of heart and integrity of motivation behind actions and consistency of, of continuing to pursue God and have that motivation or, or momentum in my life, even when I mess up, I get back up. It doesn't mean that, okay, I'm going to reach this place where at some point I get good enough and I'm on that track long enough that I see the face of God. No, that's that's not what it's talking about. We will in eternity as followers of Jesus see his face, but it's speaking more about seeing the activity of God, the hand of God, working in my life and through my life. So so how how will I see God? What are the benefits? I'm going to see the activity of God. I'm going to see the hand of God working in my life and working through my life. If I live a life that's pure in heart, How, how will I see God? How will that work? Well, the first thing is I'll know the real me. I'll know the real me. When I live a life where I try to check the motivation, I let the Spirit of God work in my life, and I do the right thing for the right reasons, when I live that way, it grows confidence in my life because I'm relying on the Spirit of God, not just me. Because I've learned in a few years of life, I mess a lot of stuff up. But if I'm relying on God, who's never messed anything up, it grows a confidence. You can be more confident. I can be more confident than we are today when I live a life that's pure in heart. Proverbs chapter 10 says, people with integrity walk safely but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed people with integrity walk safely and the confidence that comes in to my life as a person as a husband as a father as a grandfather as a friend as a pastor the the confidence of being able to rely on the spirit of god and it's not just up to me god's way wiser Smarter, God, God has seen the whole picture from every angle—the before, the end, the after. God, God knows it all, so I'm able to walk safely, and I might add, and confidently. See, one of the benefits is you'll know you. Another way we see God in our lives when we live pure in heart: my legacy will benefit those I love. My legacy will benefit those I love. When I live a life that I'm trying to be pure in heart, I'm trying to live with integrity before God, I'm trying to make sure that's the momentum, that's the direction of my life. When I live like that, it impacts and affects those I love the most and those that are closest to me. Job chapter 8 says, But if you pray to God and seek the favor of the Almighty, and if you're pure, there's that word, and live with integrity, He will surely rise up and restore your happy home. And though you started with little, you will end with much. And I can't think of a greater wealth than a life of integrity that impacts your kids and your friends It's worth much more than the largest bank account, the integrity of pursuing God and seeing that impact and how it benefits those that I love. How will I see God? Let me give you a final way. The benefits will continue after this life. One of the ways we see God in our lives is we see God after our lives. Those who love us see God after we're gone. The benefits will continue after our lives. We contend often as Christ followers to live in the recliner of forgiveness just reclining back thinking, man, God loves me. I've committed my life to Christ. So he's got to forgive me. It's who he is. It's what he's going to do. It's just how God functions. And so we don't worry about our choices. We don't worry about our thoughts. We don't worry about our actions or lack of action. We don't worry about any of that because we're just resting in the recliner of forgiveness. And we're just, man, I'm living a life where I'm, I'm riding on forgiveness. And while that is true, as a follower of Jesus, God has forgiven us. I think there's a higher pursuit See, you can pursue resting in forgiveness or you can pursue a life of being rewarded and those rewards don't happen in this life, they happen in the next life. So every single time you resist a temptation, every single time you're kind to someone that's been unkind to you, every single time you exercise patience in extreme situations and scenarios, every time I I deal with even the smallest ounce of any of those, and I function in a way that I'm I'm living pure in heart. I'm living with integrity before God. I'm, I'm doing my best to have that momentum. I want to live like Jesus. Every single time, I'm building up rewards. So you can live your life resting in forgiveness. Or you can live your life having experienced forgiveness, pursuing being rewarded by a God who loves you. So those rewards will impact those you love the most. So if that's true, if I if I want to live a life that's pure in heart, where do I start? Where do I begin? I mean, this is great. I'm hearing this on a Sunday, but what does it look like on Monday? How do I do this on Tuesday? If I want to live a life pure in heart, because I want to see the hand of God in my life. I want to see the hand of God in my marriage. I want to see the hand of God in my kids. I want to see God move in my family. I want to see God bless my finances and my career. Man, I I want to see the activity and the presence of God in my life. So I I need to be pure in heart. Where where do I start? Hey, let me give you two or three things. and, And these things very quickly, You can do every single one of these this week. I can do every single one of these this week. There are no exceptions. There's nobody hanging out with us in this online experience right now that you're not going to be able to do this. Every single one of us can do this. So this week, you can set a new course, a new momentum, and begin building a momentum in your life of being pure in heart. And the promise of the Word of God is, you'll see God. You'll see the activity of God in your life. Now, it's not a microwave option. It's not going to happen in 30 seconds. The biblical pattern for success, if you look through all the pages of Scripture, the biblical pattern for success has always been consistency. But these three things you can do. Number one, keep your word. If you want to live pure in heart, where do you start? Keep your word. The Bible in Psalm 15 says in verse 1, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? In other words, God, who, who, who can be close to you? Who can be in your presence? And in verse 4, Scripture says this, those who keep their promises even when it hurts. Hey, this week, you can keep your word. Did you know research shows that the greatest cause of bitterness in the lives of children is when their parents break a promise and don't keep their word? So even though you meant to with full intention, hey, on next payday, we'll get that thing. Hey, when I have some time off next weekend, I'm crazy. it's crazy busy this weekend, next weekend we'll go do those things. When you develop a pattern of that in your life, nothing increases bitterness in the heart of your children than when you break your promises to them. But again, remember, even God knows you and I can't go back in time. So this is not about feeling bad about where we've been. It's about being excited about where God can take us. What can happen today? What can happen to this, th- this week? You, no matter what your past has been, me, no matter what my past has been, this week, you can keep your word. You can do that. And it will help you to live pure in heart. If I want to live pure in heart, where do I start? The second way? Pay your debts. Pay your debts. We live in a society, in a culture where we try to run from debt, and there are commercials all the time about, hey, you don't have to pay your credit card company. Just call us and we'll take care of it. You know what Scripture says, Psalm 37? The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Now, understand, there are things that can happen, especially if you're an entrepreneur. You try some business ventures. There are, things, there, there are bankruptcy laws, things like that, in place to take care of that. The problem is far more people chase that and use that, than really is necessary. There are some legitimate reasons for it. I, I get it. But we take this easy out where we borrow, 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 borrow. Live above our means. Spend more than we make. And then we choose the easy option. And, and if you call that number and they're going to take you. Oh, we'll, we'll cut your credit card debt. What do you think really happens to that? Like somebody's eating that. Somebody's paying that. Somebody's taking a loss. And as followers of Jesus... We have a responsibility. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Pay your debts. By the way, if you want to live a life pure in heart, now let me just talk to those of you that are Christ followers in a part of C3. This is just kind of like a, a family chat, just, just real quick in the middle of the message. Uh, d- just for those of you that are Christ followers in part of C3. Living a life that's pure in heart, and you'll see the activity of God in your life, you can't live pure in heart while at the same time, robbing God. Scripture says the first 10% of your income, the first 10% of my income as a follower of Jesus, I give to God as an act of worship because he's my provider, he's my protector. And I can live far better on 90% of my income with the blessings of God than living on 100% of my income just relying on me. So it is a biblical principle. Now, if you're a Christ follower and you're part of C3 and you don't tithe, tithe is a mathematical term, it means 10%. How do I feel about you? I love you. Man, I I hate it because I feel sorry for you, but it doesn't change anything about your value to us. I'm telling you the truth because I want you to experience the blessing of God in your life. I I want you to live a life pure in heart so that you'll see the activity of God in your life. And part of doing that is we need to pay our debts. If I want to live a life pure in heart, where do I start? The third one. Control your tongue. Control your tongue. Did you know the Bible says in Proverbs 18, the tongue, our words has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death. Just sometime Google Bible verses about gossip. Just, just Google it and read them. Bible verses about gossip. It is astounding, and you, you get a picture very quickly as you search the pages of scripture and you look at the verses about gossip, how much God hates gossip. The tongue has the power of life and death. So the words that you speak, are you bringing life to people? Are you bringing death to how people think about them, to their reputation? But but wait a minute, man, what what I'm saying, it's it's true. They, They did this. They did this. Everything that's said should be true. But not everything that's true should be said. Because there's some stuff that's true about you that you don't want anybody saying. You're hoping that grace and mercy and forgiveness will cover it. Man, there's certainly some things about me that, that I, hope, I hope people aren't saying. I'm hoping that grace and mercy and forgiveness cover it. The Bible says the tongue has power of life and death. And not, not just how do you use your words toward other people. Are, are you bringing life to them or death to them? What about the words that you speak to you? The things you say to yourself, do you use the truth of Scripture and the promises of God and the love of God to build yourself up? Or are you constantly tearing yourself down with the words that you say to you? The tongue has the power of life and death. Control your tongue. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I thought about, at the end of the message, sharing some story with you. Sometime in my life where, man, I just, I messed up and I didn't have integrity in that situation. The truth is, we've all done that. But rather than telling you a story about me, because I just admitted we've all done that, for just a moment, I'd like you to sit with your own story. And let this moment create a momentum toward living pure in heart. This week. Keep your word, pay your debts, control your tongue, and you will see the activity and the hand and the presence of God begin to develop in your life. And the incredible thing is, the more you do this, the biblical pattern for success has always been consistency. It's like compounding interest. His presence, his activity, it will grow and grow and grow in your life. So where do you want to see more of God in your life? Do you want to see more of God in your life in your marriage? in your career? Do you want to see more God in your life, in your parenting? Do you want to see more of the hand of God and the activity of God in your kids or your friendships? Where in your life do you need to see more of God? In that area, live a life that's pure in heart, with integrity, applying the filter of the spirit of God. God, I need your help in this situation. I know what I want to do, but I know what would honor you, or I think I know what would honor you. God, give me the courage and the strength, because here's the thing. The spirit of God that lives inside you is bigger and stronger than anything you're going to face in life, and you have the ability as a Christ follower to tap into that. I have the ability as a Christ follower to tap into that. It's one of the benefits of, of knowing Jesus. And so we can actually you can do this. I can do this We can live this way and see the presence the power the hand and the activity of god in our lives But it only happens if you're a follower of jesus See Giving my life committing my life to christ is what brings the spirit of god into my life And so maybe today that's the step you need to take You need to commit your life to christ and right now you know it man, you you want to be the husband that it's going to take God's help to be. You want to be the wife that it's going to take God's help to be. You want to be the father, the mother, the friend, the coworker, the parent that you know it's going to take God's help to be. And it begins with a simple moment of saying, Jesus, I invite you to come into my life and forgive my sin and live inside me and be my Lord. I want to rely on your strength. I need you. So if you'd like to take that step of faith, I want to invite you to pray a very simple prayer. Just bow your head, close your eyes, and just pray this prayer. You can pray it out loud or you can pray it in the quietness of your heart. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 that Jesus knows even our thoughts. But just say, dear God, I know that I need you. Jesus, please come into my life, forgive my sin, and help me to live for you. As best I know how, I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I would love to know that. Because I'd love to be able to pray for you by name every day this week. So if you just prayed that prayer, if you'll shoot me a text, just put your first name and shoot the text to 407-487-8311. I'll get a list of the names today, and I would love to be able to pray for you by name today and throughout this entire week. And I want you to know at C3, you matter to us, and we are for you. And so if there's any way that I can be praying for you, you can also email us at hello at c3church.cc, hello at c3church.cc. And then for those of you that are part of C3, I want to thank you for your consistent financial investment in the life of C3. And so today, if you'd like to make an investment in life change by giving to C3, you can text C3 Orlando to 77977. Or you can go to our safe and secure site, givec3.cc. But however you give, every single time you give to C3, you're investing in life change. And so the people who committed their lives today to Christ... Part of that is a result of you investing so we can bring these services online. Your investment helps us to be strong and help people during this time of need and help us to be strong as we come out of the pandemic and begin to meet again, hopefully very soon. It's your financial investment that helps us be the church because the greatest thing the the church can do for the community is be the church and you're helping us do that. So I just want to say thank you. I hope you have an amazing week. I'm going to be praying for you this week and I can't wait to hang out with you online again next Sunday. And so I hope to see you then. Have a great week. I love you. God bless you. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. We hope this message encouraged you and inspired you. Would you share it with someone that you're connected with? And also, if you want to be a part of supporting this incredible life-giving movement, you can text C3ORLANDO to 77977. You can also go to our safe and secure giving website at Give c3.cc. Listen, we love you guys. We're praying for you. We'll see you next week.